Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Royal Rumble 2024 post-show right here on Off The Script. It is January 28, 2024. I am your host, J.D. from New York. As always, coming to you from the famous OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your now Sunday mornings. Wherever you may be, man. I expected the show to end at 11.30-ish. Show didn't end until about 12 o'clock. Not that I mind, because I'm all about the Royal Rumble. But I expected the show to end at 11.30 and me to be in this seat by 12. It's now 12.30. I was looking forward to this show, man. I was uh, looking very forward to this show, very much to the Royal Rumble this year. I thought Triple H did a very good job building towards the Royal Rumble. I thought the stories that he told, the level of unpredictability that he told were really, really good going into the Royal Rumble this year. I was excited with everything that we had planned out and mapped out going into WrestleMania and seeing how it was going to play out. Inside the Royal Rumble matches, the men's and the women's. I don't want to sit here and tell you guys it was a bad show. Because the Royal Rumble, even though some of them may be very middle of the road and very formulaic and very boring. They're never usually like, oh my God, this is like the worst ever. There's always some level of unpredictability. There's always something to enjoy about the Royal Rumble, no matter what. I think WWE missed the boat on both of these Royal Rumbles this year. In fact, I'm going to go out there and say this. Again, for a second year in a row, I think the women's Royal Rumble was better than the men's Royal Rumble. I thought what WWE did tonight with the women's Royal Rumble was better than the men's. You may disagree with that, but I I just felt a sense of, I don't know, man. I I felt a sense of just casualness in the men's rumble. There wasn't really a sense of urgency in the men's rumble. I don't know what it was. 
Maybe it's just me. There was no sense of urgency in the men's rumble. There was no surprises, really, in the men's rumble. It was great to see Braun Breaker in the Royal Rumble. I think Braun Breaker, I think Braun Breaker's fucking great. I think we should call him up Monday. I don't know what the fuck he's doing on NXT. He was one of my best parts of the entire show tonight with what he did. I know some of you are probably going to look at me like, oh, what What are you talking about, J.D.? You don't know what you're talking about. There was no urgency in the men's rumble. Down the stretch, there was no urgency. Gunther, McIntyre, Cody, Punk. I think a lot of us creators kind of predicted that those four men were going to be the final four. Like, we all knew McIntyre wasn't going to win the Royal Rumble. We all knew Gunther wasn't going to win the Royal Rumble. Even though if he did, I wouldn't have minded because he was my pick before Punk got back into the picture. But as soon as Cody and Punk were the final two, I knew Cody was going to win it. I just knew it. There was no way that WWE in that moment was not giving Cody Rhodes the Royal Rumble for a second year in a row. There was no urgency. Meanwhile, with the women, honestly, Nia Jax had a great showing in the Royal Rumble. Becky Lynch could have won the Royal Rumble. Bailey, who won the Royal Rumble, was always an odds-on favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Not only an odds-on favorite, but a fan favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Then you had Jade Cargill in there. Then you had Tiffany Stratton in there. You had Roxanne Perez in there. I mean, the women's Royal Rumble down the stretch was probably what made it better to me than the men's Royal Rumble. Like, I legitimately thought, I'm like, I wouldn't be, I would not be surprised late in the game. I would not be surprised if WWE gave this Royal Rumble to Jay Cargill. I'm like, they're going to, they're going to go and do it. They're going to give Jay Cargill the Royal Rumble. I didn't get that sense. In the men's rumble. Tampa and the energy in Tampa was as dry as any Royal Rumble I've ever seen. And I don't really understand why. I don't understand why. It's almost 50,000 people there, reportedly. That's the number WWE gave you. Almost 50,000 people there and through... I would say, what did Becky Lynch come out at? Number 21? Up until number 21 in the Women's Royal Rumble, that crowd was as quiet as a church mass on Sunday morning. Literally no energy. And then the same thing for the men. I mean... He had a couple of surprises in that Braun Breaker came out. Andrade returned to the WWE. He came out. Cody was in there. Punk was in there. Gunther was in there. Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso started the Rumble. I mean, up until Cody, things were as quiet as possible for a Royal Rumble. Maybe it's the way it came off on television. I'd be curious to see if anybody was actually in the arena tonight. 
Maybe it felt different being there. And I don't know what the problem was. Both of these Royal Rumble matches were very, very similar in the way that they were booked. That, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Both Royal Rumbles were very similar in the way that they were produced. The Royal Rumble is supposed to be unpredictable. WWE this year loaded up the ring with a bunch of bodies and nothing spectacular happened. Nothing major happened. There wasn't a big breakout star in any of these Royal Rumbles. I'm waiting for something to happen and all I get is just, hey, let's play it safe tonight. That's what Triple H did tonight. He played it safe. I don't think we got anything else lined up at all coming out of these Rumbles. You would think that Jimmy and Jay Uso starting the Royal Rumble, that they'd build towards Jimmy and Jay at WrestleMania. You'd think maybe we'd find Gunther, his opponent for WrestleMania. Were there any other implications about where we're going into WrestleMania season that we typically find out in the Royal Rumble? I didn't see anything. Both of these Rumble matches were very, very similar in the way that they were booked, and that is a major problem. WWE used to have, you know what I miss in the Royal Rumble? Where someone comes in and just dominates the field for 10 to 12 minutes. He's the only guy in there or the only woman in there. Bodies coming out one after the other. Who's... Who's coming out next? Boom, elimination. Boom, elimination. Boom, elimination. There's really nothing that set up that level of excitement in the Royal Rumble. And again, I'm not saying that they were a complete bust. We got what we needed out of the winners in the Royal Rumble, but I'm just saying that the lack of excitement in the Royal Rumble left a lot to be desired. That's just me. Bailey won the Royal Rumble. That was the right choice. It could have went to Becky. It could have went to Bianca. It could have went to Liv, who was the dark horse who came out at number 30. Liv Morgan returned at number 30. Or it could have went to Jay Cargill. But up until Becky at number 21, that Royal Rumble was dog shit. Number 21 all the way up till 30 saved the women's Royal Rumble. I want you to know that. Everything else before that, minus Naomi, which we love Naomi. Naomi returned tonight to the WWE. She drew, I think it was number two, and she lasted over an hour in the Royal Rumble. She was the Iron Woman of the Royal Rumble. Jordan Grace was in the Royal Rumble. TNA Knockouts Women's Champion. She was in the Royal Rumble. She was one of the best parts of the entire show. That was a nice surprise in the Royal Rumble. We'll talk about that, a partnership between TNA and WWE. Just for one night only. But up until Becky Lynch, that Royal Rumble was dog shit. Then things really started to kick itself into the next gear, finally. You get Becky, you get Roxanne, you get Tiffany Stratton, you get Liv Morgan, you get Nia Jax, you get Jake Cargill, all in the ring at the same time. 
Bianca's still out there. Naomi's still out there. That ring was full of top women in WWE. Major look at the women's division in WWE and say, man, they got a loaded roster over here. The future is bright for the women's division in WWE, especially with Roxanne and Tiffany Stratton being out there in the Royal Rumble that late. Plus, you got Jade, who made her debut tonight. But the men's Rumble really never picked up, and they never really accelerated into that next gear, even with Cody out there. Sami Zayn drawing number 30 tonight left a lot to be desired. I expected Sami to be in the Royal Rumble. But him coming out at number 30, that should be reserved for for someone that is either a long time coming, making a return, or just a complete blow-away surprise. And then he gets eliminated within five minutes. How are you going to draw number 30 and then get eliminated within five minutes? WWE had Pat McAfee take a spot. He was on commentary tonight. WWE gave a number to Pat McAfee in the Royal Rumble. Now, I'm assuming Pat McAfee's number went to him because Brock Lesnar was taken out of the Royal Rumble, so I'm assuming he filled in for Brock because they weren't going to put Brock on the pay-per-view because of Brock's inclusion in the court documents with the Vince McMahon lawsuit. I'm sure that'll come out in the coming days as news. Why Brock Lesnar wasn't in the Royal Rumble, what did they do with his number? They gave it to Pat McAfee. But I can't sit here and tell you that I was like, oh my God, blown away by the Royal Rumble. I can't. It was very, very middle of the road. I, I, at some points throughout the night, on more than one occasion, I, was, I found myself bored. I don't want to use this as a gauge for how WrestleMania season's going to go because I'm sure that WrestleMania season's going to be great. The matches that we got lined up are going to be great. The stories that we got lined up are going to be told, and they're going to be great. But if the Royal Rumble tonight was WWE's first stop, it was them driving in the right lane, going 20 miles under the speed limit. It's not really what I want out of WWE as we accelerate towards WrestleMania. They should have been in the Mustang. They should have been in the left lane. And they should have been doing 20 miles over the speed limit. No sense of urgency, a mild crowd, nothing really surprising or unpredictable in the rumble, no major spots. Everything was tailored to be play it safe. And that's not how a Royal Rumble should be booked or produced. I've been doing this for too long and I've been watching way too many Royal Rumbles in my lifetime. I don't think WWE got it right this year. I don't. And it's not because of a lack of star power. It's not because of the roster depth that they have. They didn't rely on ex-WWE stars or Hall of Famers in either Royal Rumble. That's a great start. That's a thumbs up. We didn't get legends. We didn't get returning superstars. We didn't get, you know, old guard. They used... The present and the future. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, 
calorie smart, vegan and veggie and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code SCRIPT50 to get 50% off. That's code SCRIPT50 at factormeals.com slash SCRIPT50 to get 50% off. But man, Jesus Christ, when you go into a 30-woman or 30-man Royal Rumble, I need to see some risk. I need to see you put the fucking foot on the pedal and go. Neither match did that. And I think a lot of people felt underwhelmed. Roman Reigns, he retained the undisputed Universal Championship predictably in a fatal four-way. I'll give you one guess how the match ended. Did Roman Reigns win clean? Of course not. Roman Reigns won with help from the bloodline. Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. That's step one. Step two is challenging Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Step three is winning the championship. Step four is ending this fucking reign of Roman Reigns. It's over. Roman is losing the championship in Philadelphia. Get over it. Cope. Kevin Owens and Logan Paul... They wrestled for the United States Championship. I thought that was probably the best match of the entire night, to be quite honest with you. I thought what those two guys did was excellent stuff. Didn't really like the ending. It was more tailored for TV than it was for a pay-per-view. And the crowd was ready for Kevin Owens to win the United States Championship, but he did not. Instead, he got himself disqualified. We're going to go over the show. We're going to go over who came out in the Royal Rumble, what number they came out at. We're going to go over the surprises. We're going to go over the spots that happened in the Royal Rumble, or the lack thereof, I should say. And we're going to go over the winners, debuts, returns, etc., etc. Here on Off the Script, man. It's been a very busy, busy weekend. And I was contemplating playing Red Skies to open the show, but I didn't think the show was worth the Red Skies Maybe the crowd in Tampa Bay was worth Red Skies, but I don't know. Maybe you guys feel a little different. I don't know, man. I feel underwhelmed. For a Royal Rumble, I just feel underwhelmed. 
I do. I don't have that post-show excitement like I usually have for a show like this. Quickly, guys, follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Thank you guys very much for all the support this weekend on X. Thank you for all the support on this channel this weekend, man. We blew the competition out of the water. Every single stream we did, we did record numbers, man. Vince McMahon is gone. The devil is finished. Good prevailed over evil. Vince McMahon is gone. He resigned on Friday. We did a big celebration stream on Friday night. Go check that out. We did a big stream on Thursday when the Wall Street Journal news broke. My guy and Andrew Baydella. Today, Drew and I were live for the Rumble pre-show, previewing predictions. That was fun, so go check that stuff out. And tonight, we are live for the Royal Rumble. As Bacardi has just awoken from her slumber. Bacardi wanted Punk to win the Royal Rumble. She's probably going to yell at you in just a second, saying that Punk should have won and Cody... Is not finishing his story. Thank you guys for the super chat love. I see we have a ton of super chats. We got several $100 bombs tonight, man. I will go over them all at the end of the show. Keep getting them in. Super chats are yours. We'll hang out at the end of the show. Hit that thumbs up as well. Try for 2,000 likes on tonight's stream. And make sure you guys check out my sponsor for tonight's show, Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Use that code SCRIPT20 at checkout. 20% off and free shipping. Courtesy of Off the Script. Let's get into the Rumble as we start with the Women's Royal Rumble. Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Pat McAfee were on commentary tonight. They took a little bit of adjusting. Pat McAfee hasn't been there in a few years or a couple of years. So him kind of sitting in that position, you know, I don't know how much of the product he still watches on a regular basis. He knows of the performers and he knows of the superstars But I felt like Pat McAfee, Michael Cole, and Corey Graves were a little off at times on commentary, though I enjoy Pat's work. They settled in about halfway through the show, and things started to normalize with the three-man booth. But WWE loves Pat McAfee. They love his audience. He's got one of the biggest podcasts in the entire world, and WWE wants to utilize his popularity on their show, and that's a great move by them in the end. But I enjoy his work and his charisma and his enthusiasm and his energy. On a show that was lacking some energy, Pat McAfee brought the energy. So I appreciate that. Bailey. Like we discussed already, Bailey won the Women's Royal Rumble. We'll get into how she won. And she's going to WrestleMania. So Natalia. She came out at number one, already starting off very mid with Natalia. Out comes Naomi. She got a huge reaction. Great entrance. 
for Naomi. Returning to the WWE after a year and a half, doing some great work over on TNA as TNA Women's Champion or then Impact Women's Champion. Now it's the TNA Knockouts Championship as they rebranded at the beginning of this year. She looked great. She wore neon green. She had Naomi sprayed black in her hair. She looked awesome. Happy that Trinity is back in WWE. And this is going to be a new start for someone who was obviously frustrated with the previous WWE administration. And she lasted over an hour in this Royal Rumble. Excellent showing tonight and glad that she's back. So Natalia Naomi started the show off. She got her big flashy entrance, and Michael Cole did mention that she did win the TNA Knockouts Championship while she was gone. That is something that you probably would never hear if Vince McMahon was still sitting in Gorilla. She got a big reaction. Welcome back. Welcome back. Natalia let her have her moment. Trinity looked like she was getting very teary-eyed and very emotional. Crowd loved Naomi being back. Excellent spot. Happy to see her back. Bailey got the number three position. So Bailey lasted all the way from number three to win this thing in the end. She got a good reaction as well. And it's mostly because she was the fan favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Not that she's a babyface, but she was the fan favorite. I think a lot of fans kind of got on the Bailey bandwagon as, you know what? We see a lot of Becky. Becky gets her success. Charlotte gets her success. Sasha's not there anymore. And Bailey, she seems like the odd woman out of the four horsewomen. What is it? Always a bridesmaid and never a bride is Bailey, right? This year, Bailey is getting her wedding at WrestleMania. No pun intended. But she came out at number three. Candice LeRae came out at number four to zero reaction. No reaction for Candice LeRae. And that was one of the biggest problems with the Women's Royal Rumble. A lot of these women have been booked like shit. And then you want to throw them out there in the Royal Rumble and they get zero reaction because the fans don't give a shit about them because we haven't seen enough of them on TV and we don't have any emotional investment in someone like Candice LeRae. So what do you expect the crowd to do when someone like Candice LeRae comes out at number four in the Royal Rumble who is a fantastic professional wrestler but we have no emotional ties to Candice LeRae in any way whatsoever? And I know it's not going to be an overnight thing. I know only so many women can be on TV. But this is a lesson learned. And a lot of this has to do with Vince McMahon because when Vince was there still booking the show, Candace never got a fucking shot on TV. It was only Triple H when he finally took over that Candace started to finally see some TV time with Indy Hartwell. It's not going to be an overnight thing. It's going to take some time. Hopefully Triple H understands that. Hopefully they were listening to the lack of reaction for women like Candice LeRae. This wasn't wasn't the only one. Jordan Grace came out at number five. I was tipped off before the show started that Jordan Grace was going to be a part of the Women's Royal Rumble. And there is news on why Jordan Grace, the women's champion over in TNA, was on WWE television here in the Royal Rumble. 
This is coming from Fightful Select. TNA Knockouts champion Jordan Grace was at the show tonight as a major surprise. As I just mentioned, she was number five. Fightful had heard that WWE reached out to outside companies about potential Royal Rumble surprises. And Fightful was told that WWE contacted TNA this past weekend to inquire about Jordan Grace and everything went through TNA. Grace is not joining WWE. Grace is still signed with TNA. Though after tonight, the way she looked, the way she interacted, the way she wrestled with the WWE talent, I could absolutely see Jordan Grace jump over to WWE when the time is right. If the WWE picked Jordan Grace, of all people, on that roster to show up in the Royal Rumble and nobody else, then they may have eyes on Jordan Grace when her time with TNA is up. That's just an observation that I came to myself. It might not be the case at all. Or maybe it's just that they want to really push women's wrestling this year and their women's champion, just like when Mickey James made the jump to show up in the Royal Rumble while she was TNA or Impact Women's Champion, it's the same deal. Who's the face of your women's division right now? We'll take them. It doesn't matter who it is. But the way Jordan Grace wrestled tonight, the way she interacted with Bianca Belair, the way she threw around some of the smaller women in there, I would not mind Jordan Grace jumping over to WWE when the time is right. She looked fucking great. She was one of the best parts of the entire show. Grace had a, she had her physical done and blood work done on Monday. She then flew to Florida Thursday to participate in the Royal Rumble rehearsals that were done in Orlando. There were some within TNA who said, They heard this was a possibility earlier this month when there were broader WWE TNA rumors going around. Those we spoke to say Fightful in WWE said both TNA and Jordan Grace were easy to deal with and accommodating during the process. Great. Does WWE and TNA have a working partnership? No. Is Scott Demore a mastermind? Yes. Scott Demore is opening his doors for anybody to come on in. Jordan Grace on WWE TV means more exposure for TNA. If you don't know what TNA is, now you know what their women can do because their women's champion had a dominating performance in the Women's Royal Rumble tonight. Maybe some of those fans seek out TNA. Maybe they go find some Jordan Grace stuff on YouTube. Go check out who Jordan Grace is and... You get a fan. It's only a good thing for TNA. I can't see it being a bad thing. It doesn't really benefit WWE in any way. They're just using more talent that they don't have access to normally. But this is something that Triple H has wanted to do. This is something that he's longed to do, work with other companies. Vince never wanted to work with other companies. Vince wanted his own sandbox and nobody in his sandbox. Triple H wants to work with outside companies. He wants to open the doors. He wants to show that WWE is friendly and willing to work. Tony Khan could open his doors to this one and that one and this company. Why can't WWE? Pro wrestling is universal. Pro wrestling should not be singular. When it was just a singular WWE, that's when we had problems. When everybody works together... And companies work with each other in a healthy manner. The business itself, the industry itself is more healthy. I want to see more of this. But is this something that 
WWE is going to continue to do? No. For something like the Royal Rumble, I'd like to see more of that. Maybe next year we get some of the men in the Royal Rumble. Maybe we get Moose in the Royal Rumble. Or maybe we get some other big TNA name in the Royal Rumble. But Jordan Grace was this year's participant, and she fucking killed it. Indy Hartwell came out at number six. Asuka came out at number seven. Bailey seemed very surprised that Asuka came out because the plan was Bailey was supposed to win the Royal Rumble. Asuka and Kyrie were going to win the tag team titles, which they did from Katana Chance and Kate and uh, Kaden Carter on Friday Night SmackDown, literally on Friday. So Bailey was supposed to win the Royal Rumble and challenge Rhea Ripley for the Women's World Championship. So she was surprised that Oscar was out there because that wasn't a part of the plan. But also at the same time, Oscar is there in there, a part of damage control, which could be the help Bailey needs to win the Royal Rumble. But she was surprised anyway, so I'm assuming it wasn't really a part of the plan. So Oscar acted happy to see Bailey. They worked together for a little bit. Bailey was hesitant, but they worked together to eliminate Indy Hartwell, so she was the first one eliminated here. Ivy Nile came out at number eight, and Katana Chance followed number nine. Grace and Nile looked at each other before they started showing off their strength by hitting delayed vertical suplexes on Chance and Candice LeRae, respectively. Bianca Belair come, uh, comes in at number 10. Belair knocked down Asuka and Bailey with a double blockbuster. Belair dropped Candice onto LeRae. Or uh, not Candace onto Larray. That's the same person. Chance onto Larray and Bailey before hitting all three of them with a springboard moonsault. So Bianca was a house on fire in the early seconds of entering the Royal Rumble. Kyrie entered at number eleven. She got no reaction. Kyrie got zero reaction. I don't know what it is with Kyrie, but she's gotten these lukewarm reactions. Since returning to WWE, I don't know what it is. When she's with Asuka and damage control, it's fine. But when she comes out on her own, there really isn't much of, an, uh, of a reaction for Kyrie Sane. She comes in, she worked with Bailey and Asuka to eliminate Candice LeRae. So goodbye to the poison pixie, Candice LeRae. Tegan Knox comes in at number 12, zero reaction. Indy Hartwell, zero reaction. Candice LeRae, zero reaction. Tegan Knox, zero reaction. Natalia, zero reaction. So four of the 12 that first came out in the Women's Royal Rumble, zero reaction. She took Bailey out with a Molly go round. Tegan Knox eliminated Natalia, but Bailey eliminated Knox very soon thereafter. She barely lasted a minute. Goodbye, Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox is somebody that I would think would go 20, maybe 30 minutes, show that underdog mentality, last in the Royal Rumble, build some stock, build some equity in the Royal Rumble. No. No, you just throw Tegan Knox in there and eliminate her after 60 seconds. Yeah, that's going to really get her over. It's ridiculous. Then you want to know why I come on here and say that the Women's Royal Rumble up until number 21, where Becky Lynch came out, was fucking dead. That's a problem. So not only are these women ice cold going in and getting zero reaction, there's no emotional investment in any of these women outside Naomi and Bailey and Asuka because they've built equity up with the fan base. 
Then you want to throw someone like Tegan Knox in there and get eliminated after 60 seconds? That's a fucking problem. Caden Carter comes out. Zero reaction. They just held the women's tag team titles. Zero reaction. Sane was also uh, was almost eliminated. But somehow held on like a spider. She was over the top rope and hanging on to the rope. Her, her feet were pressed against the LED boards on the side of the ring. Her feet never touched the ground. Now, I was thinking, is this a botch? Is she supposed to be hanging there like that? But then all of a sudden, she couldn't hold on anymore, and she fell down and got eliminated. So she's gone. Kari San is eliminated. Chance and Carter then eliminated Asuka. This left Bailey all by herself. She was the only member of damage control in the match now. She did not have Asuka, and she did not have Kyrie Sane to help her win the Royal Rumble. She was all on her own. Chelsea Green came out at number 14. Chelsea Green holds the record for the fastest elimination in women's Royal Rumble history. She held on to, I, I don't know how long she remained in there, but she was in there for several minutes, so... She was not eliminated in uh, record fashion this year. She was in there. Belair gave Jordan Grace a KOD on the ring apron to eliminate her. That was a great spot and a great KOD. Jordan Grace sold that bump beautifully. The impact was there. It felt impactful. She got eliminated, fell to the outside, and Jordan Grace, the TNA Women's Champion, eliminated. Now, I personally would have loved to see Jordan Grace last in there a little bit longer and kind of be in there till the end. Not really to the end, but at least be mixed in with those women towards the end. I think that would have been great. You bring this woman in, you put her in the Royal Rumble, you give an outsider, this is what I don't understand, and maybe I'm the only one that thinks this way, you give an outsider like Jordan Grace, who's fucking great at what she does, she's a great wrestler, very intimidating, she looks great, she's a champion, you bring an outsider in to take a spot from one of your own, and then she doesn't last past number 15? I would have loved to see Jordan Grace in there a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Like 15 minutes longer. 20 minutes longer. She was doing great. No reason to eliminate her in that moment. In that, in that moment. None. But I guess beggars can't be choosers. The minutes that she had, she maximized, and she looked great. And she mixed it up with Bianca Belair, who's main event at WrestleMania before. So you really can't take anything away from the spot that they did give Jordan Grace. I wanted a I'm greedy. I'm acting selfish. I wanted more. I'm sure you guys did as well. So she was eliminated. Green was also eliminated, but Piper Niven saved her. Piper Niven was in there. She came in at number 15. Niven teased dropping her on purpose, but didn't. Don't know why they're even teasing still being a tag team. Split them. Chelsea Green should be on her own. I think Chelsea Green's being held back. She's great. WWE should really start focusing on Chelsea Green being a singles performer. Same thing with Piper Niven. Piper Niven could be what Ivar is in the men's division. He's fucking killing it. She should just be dominating people, showing everybody what she could really do. This tag team of Chelsea Green and Piper Niven really never made any sense to begin with. And I think Chelsea Green deserves better. Niven squished Green 
in the corner by mistake, which was a miscue. Zia Lee entered at number 16. No factor here for Zia Lee. Nobody even gave a shit that Zia Lee was out there. Then Zelina Vega comes in at number 17. She planted Niven with the DDT. Maxine Dupree came out at number 18. I don't know why she was even in the Royal Rumble. I'm pretty sure we could have found somebody else to replace Maxine Dupree. Listen, Maxine Dupree, beautiful woman, has a spot on the roster. She should be a valet. She should not be in the fucking Royal Rumble. She should not be on TV wrestling. She has a purpose on TV, and it's not in the wrestling capacity. She's not good. Why are you putting her in the Royal Rumble and taking away a spot from somebody else that could have made a bigger impact for the Royal Rumble? Maxine Dupree didn't even do anything in the Royal Rumble that would that, that would really deem her memorable or deem her, her position memorable. She didn't do anything. Just a wasted spot. She didn't look good in there. She doesn't look good anywhere. Piper Niven eliminated Katana Chance. Nia Jax comes in at number 19. Nia Jax has been doing some decent work as of late. That's all I'll say. Her match with Becky was really good. They've actually turned the corner with Nia Jax booking her correctly. It's not bad. It's not bad. She's been booked to her strengths. So I appreciate that. She came in there and WWE up until this point was loading the ring up with bodies. They were saving all these bodies for Nia Jax. She comes in at number 19. She eliminated Zia Lee. She eliminated Ivy Nile. Piper Niven drove Jax into the corner, and unfortunately, Chelsea Green was in the corner, so she got double squished. Shotzi came in at number 20. Naomi and Shotzi teamed up on Nia Jax before Dupree hit a reverse caterpillar. Pat McAfee asked, what do you call that? And Michael Cole said, I think we call that the larva. I don't know why I laughed at that. She did a reverse caterpillar, like Otis. Otis does a regular caterpillar. She did the reverse version of whatever Otis does. So she hit the reverse caterpillar. All of the women, eight of them that were in the ring, tried to eliminate Nia Jax and like fucking her bursting out of a a birthday cake. Surprise! She just throws everybody out of the way. She threw all eight women off of her. Bailey eliminates Maxine. Jax eliminates Piper Niven. Jax then press slammed Chance out of the ring onto Niven, Lee, and Chelsea Green, who at this point I thought was eliminated, but she wasn't eliminated. She just rolled underneath the ring to take a breather. But Nia Jax threw Katana Chance on top of all these women, and thank God they were all out there because that was nasty. Chelsea Green is not eliminated. Becky Lynch comes out at number 21. This is when the Royal Rumble finally starts to pick up some momentum. And I'm not the biggest Becky Lynch fan. You guys know that for a fact. Not the biggest Becky Lynch fan. But I will say this. Becky's body of work in the last year, from what she's done with NXT, what she's done with Tiffany Stratton, and what she's done on the main roster right now without holding a women's championship, which I appreciate, she's done some great work. Becky is fucking great at what she does. Sometimes I just don't get the man. Sometimes I don't get the humor. Sometimes I don't really 
get what the hype is about. But is Becky Lynch a star? Absolutely. Is Becky Lynch a great wrestler? Absolutely. My problem is WWE has so much heavily relied on women like Becky and Bianca and Charlotte where it's just the same three women over and over and over again. That's why I appreciate that EO is the champion and Rhea is the champion. I appreciate that very much. I appreciate that Becky hasn't touched main roster gold in a year plus. Charlotte being out. Listen, I don't want anybody to have a debilitating injury, but Charlotte being out isn't the worst thing in the world because that means other opportunities are to be had on SmackDown. Bianca hasn't held women's gold. I appreciate that. These women don't need championships to remain stars. WWE's got this thing about them. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. Becky doesn't have a championship. It's like they get fucking a massive anxiety attack. So I appreciate that. It's actually a breath of fresh air that Becky Lynch isn't in the fucking main event. What else does she have to prove? As soon as Becky Lynch came out, big pop. And the Royal Rumble picked up momentum. This is where it actually got good. From numbers 1 till 20, I'm like, what am I watching here, man? Like, there's nothing going on here. Half the women in the field, minus Jordan Grace and Bianca Belair, felt like a fucking afterthought. Nia Jax gets out there. You knew she was going to have a role in this thing. But everybody else, I mean, I'm just waiting for something to happen, and nothing was happening. Alba Fire... Comes in at number 22. Becky Lynch shoved Chelsea Green off the apron. This was a silly elimination. Green was on the apron. She comes back after being outside. She goes over the top rope. She's on the apron. She's hanging on. Becky Lynch takes her fingers off the ring apron, kisses her forehead, and then shoves her off the ring apron. Kind of silly. Chelsea Green was eliminated. Alba Fire comes in at number 22. Shayna Baszler came in at number 23. Valhalla came in at number 24. Michael Cole, he went berserk because Valhalla was wearing the the, the reindeer uh, garment that she wears. I don't know what she was wearing. She had this, this, this deer antler helmet that she wore to the ring. As she walks to the ring, R-Truth's music hits, and he runs down the aisle. R-Truth runs past Valhalla. He looks at her like, like she's in the wrong place. He runs to the ring. He gets in the ring. And he's looking around. He's like, where are all the men at? He stands face to face with Nia Jax. Nia Jax throws him over the top rope. He gets eliminated. And then Adam Pearce is out there. Truth, truth. This is the women's Royal Rumble. Then Valhalla's standing there. She don't know what the fuck's going on. Adam Pearce is like, you in the rumble. You're a woman. Truth, you out. You're a man. You're not supposed to be here. He don't know what the fuck is going on. It's said that our truth, a man, got the biggest pop in the Royal Rumble. Up until this point, I was looking for some sort of excitement, it came. But in the form of our truth. Funny. 
It's a national fucking treasure, that man. Love that guy. Valhalla came in at number 24. Truth was eliminated by Nia Jax. Meechin came out at number 25. Naomi eliminated Alba Fire. Zoe Stark came in at number 26. Stark and Baszler, who are this makeshift tag team right now, worked together. They eliminated Delina Vega by throwing her onto Alba Fire, which looked fucking nasty. Nasty. Thank God Alba Fire was out there. If Zelina got tossed over the top rope and Alba Fire wasn't there, that would have been one of the most nastiest bumps on the outside that I've ever seen. Roxanne Perez comes in at number 27. I was happy to see Roxanne Perez in there. I've been calling for her main roster call-up for several months now. I think she's ready. I know she's got a match against Lyra Valkyria. Who? I don't... I don't know what to tell you, man. Lyra Valkyria is her name. Oh, yeah, she's like Becky Lynch 2.0. That's what she is. She's got a women's title match at Vengeance Day next Sunday. So I don't know if Roxanne's going to win that. I would assume not. I don't think Lyra's really done anything with the NXT Women's Championship. But I think Roxanne's ready for a men roster call-up after WrestleMania. I don't know about you guys, but I think Roxanne's ready for a men roster call-up. She comes out at number 27. Nia Jax at this point eliminated Shayna Baszler. Mia Yim. Sorry, I said Meechin. Who? Yeah, Mia Yim. And Shotzi. So Nia Jax is racking up eliminations. Nia Jax should have been thrown into the middle of the Royal Rumble. And Nia Jax should have had the diesel spot from... What what Royal Rumble was that? 94? Or 1993 or something like that. I don't know which role. Or the Stone Cold Steve Austin spot. Someone in the ring, one after another, throw Meechin out there, Ivy Nile, Maxine Dupree. Nia Jax should have been tossing these women out one by one by one, racking up eliminations, man, dominating for at least 10 to 12 minutes. That's what I would have did. She should have had the Brock Lesnar spot from a few years back. But Nia Jax had a very successful Royal Rumble this year. 1994. There you go. I can always count on you guys for years, man. I'm terrible with years. Terrible. Just like I am with names. You could tell me your name in the first five seconds of a conversation. Two minutes later, I'll forget. Jade Cargill comes in at number 28. I'm not surprised to see Jade here. She got a big pop. Jade looked great. You can see why WWE signed Jade Cargill away from AEW. She had very similar theme music to what she had in AEW. I thought I faintly heard a storm is coming. So they tried to mimic her theme music. It's not the exact theme music that Mikey Ruckus created for Jade over in AEW, but it's very similar Similar vibe. I don't think it's a remix of sorts, but it's very similar to what she had in AEW. But she got a holy shit chant as she came out. And again, I'm not surprised to see Jade Cargill here. This was the right spot for her to debut. If you were going to debut this woman on any WWE show, this was the night to do it. 
So Cargill is in the ring with Nia Jax. She's on the outside. She's staring Nia Jax down from the outside. Jax is in the ring. She gets in the ring. These two women are staring face to face. She gets Jax on her shoulders and slams her down. Now, it didn't look proper. But the fact that she got Nia Jax up so easily and then slammed her, the slam itself looked a little sloppy. But she got Nia Jax up, and that's all that really mattered because the show of strength that Jade Cargill showed everybody tonight by picking up the obviously larger Nia Jax, that popped everybody, and that got everybody excited. Cargill then lifted Jax up and threw her over the top rope. So her first WWE appearance is staring down Nia Jax, picking her up and slamming her in the ring, showing you how powerful she is, and then throwing her over the top rope. Legitimately picked her up in a body slam position and threw her over the top rope. That looked good. WWE booked Jade Cargill's first appearance perfect. She didn't have to do much. She's not going to go in there and give you toe holds and wrist locks and fucking work a Bret style, a Bret Hart style match. It's not what she's here for. But she's going to de- she's going to need to do more than what we saw here when we actually get her in the ring for a major program, which could be at this year's WrestleMania. I don't know. But they booked her debut perfect. Take the biggest woman, throw her in her in her path, and eliminate her. Boom. Done. Becky Lynch was standing right next to Jake Cargill when this happened. Jade Cargill was laughing at the fact that Nia Jax was so easy to eliminate. Then she looked over at Becky Lynch, and then that smile turned to, all right, bitch, you want some too? So she looked over at Becky, because Becky was laughing at Nia that she was eliminated. She didn't have to deal with Nia Jax anymore. Tiffany Stratton comes in at number 29. Happy to see Tiffy time on WWE television tonight. Number 29, she is the next Charlotte Flair. Mark my words. Whatever you think of Charlotte, Stratton's going to be better. Clip it, mark it down, get ready. The woman is ready. If Tiffany Stratton, this is how confident I am in Tiffany Stratton. If Tiffany Stratton won the Royal Rumble tonight, I would have fucking marked out. If Tiffany Stratton won the Royal Rumble, I would have loved to see her go to WrestleMania. Is she ready for that spot? I think she is. I think she is. She's got the look. She's great in the ring. She's only been doing this for two and a half years. Imagine that. That's someone I have high hopes in. That's someone that I'm very interested in seeing grow, mature, and level up. Keep an eye on Tiffany Stratton. She came out at number 29. She wiped out all six women that were in the ring with a swanton. Great. Liv Morgan returned at number 30, and the internet throws a hissy fit. No Sasha Banks in the Royal Rumble. We got all 30 women out there. No Mercedes in the Royal Rumble. You would think that tonight would be the night that Mercedes, if she was going to show up for WWE, this would be it. Nope. This is now... A huge exclamation point. Is it confirmation? No, it's not. 
But this is a huge indicator that she's not returning to WWE. And this is a huge indicator that she is now AEW bound. People were complaining, where's Sasha? Where's Sasha? Liv Morgan returned. And you're asking where Sasha is. Tiffany Stratton's out there. Roxanne Perez is out there. Becky Lynch is out there. Bailey's out there. Jade Cargill's out there. Liv Morgan's out there. Yet you want Sasha Banks. I don't really understand everybody's line of thinking here. Some people are really fucking mental, man. You know, you look at it as, oh man, where's Sasha? Fuck this shit. I'm done. Meanwhile, you take away Liv Morgan's spot coming back because Sasha didn't show up. Yet I'm looking at it in a completely different way. Who's out there? Look at who the fuck is out there. Jake Cargill, who I'm not really high on yet, got potential. But she's obviously going to be something huge. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Roxanne Perez, Tiffany Stratton, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan. And you want Sasha Banks in the Royal Rumble. Bailey out there. But you want Sasha Banks in the Royal Rumble. You know what I looked at? You know what I saw? I saw Royal Rumble without Sasha Banks. And I'm saying to myself, we don't need Sasha Banks. The future of WWE is right in that fucking ring right there. You list off those women to me and tell me that that's WWE's women's division. What the fuck do you need Sasha Banks for? Why is everybody so greedy? WWE has more than enough resources to get by without Sasha Banks. They don't need Sasha Banks. They don't. They will be fine without Sasha Banks. And everybody cried that Sasha's not back. I'm sorry. You're going to have to tune into AEW television to now watch Sasha Banks do her boss shit. Get with the program, man. Stop disrespecting the future of WWE because Mercedes Monet didn't show up. Liv Morgan's out at number 30. Belair and Cargill each hit press slams while staring at each other on Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch. Respectively, the crowd then popped because the two women faced off face to face. Jade was licking her lips. Bianca, welcome this challenge. And what you're looking at right here is a WrestleMania match in the making this year. They're going to do it. I genuinely believe that WWE is going to do it this year. This was Jade's first test. I don't think WWE really gives a shit about Jade spending six months to a year in the Performance Center. They don't want it. WWE wants Jade on TV now. Clearly, after tonight, they're going to want Jade Jade on TV now. They're going to want Jade at WrestleMania. And right now, if we're doing Becky versus Rhea and we're doing EO versus Bayley, what exactly is Bianca Belair doing at WrestleMania this year? Oh, that's right. Nothing. Oh, but we can add her to the Women's Championship match on SmackDown. No. Absolutely not. WWE is going to do Bianca Belair versus Jade Cargill at WrestleMania this year. That's my prediction. So right now, where else does she fit on the WrestleMania card? Nowhere. That's a tailor-made match that they just teased for you right there. That was the first test. People ate it up. 
expected in Philadelphia. So they faced off face-to-face. They were attacked by Stratton and Bailey. They did not lay a hand on each other, which is another indication that the match is coming. Becky Lynch was also, was almost eliminated by Jade Cargill, but she held on. Becky Lynch was on the apron. Cargill swung at Naomi was in the ring. I didn't even mention that. I completely forgot about Naomi at this point. Yet you want Sasha Banks back. So Naomi's in there. Cargill swung at Naomi into Lynch. Knocked her out. Cargill tossed Naomi over the top rope. She lasted an hour. She was the Iron Woman of the Royal Rumble. Stratton was almost eliminated, but held on to Belair's braid, which was fucking ridiculous. It did not look good for Bianca there, man. That looked vicious. My goodness. Imagine being tossed over the top rope, but holding on to Bianca's braid. Bailey kicked Belair to eliminate both Belair and Stratton. Final three were Jake Cargill, Bailey, and Liv Morgan. It was at this point where some doubt crept in. I said, well, Liv Morgan's not winning the Royal Rumble. I wouldn't be surprised if Jade Cargill wins this fucking thing. I thought WWE was going to give Jade Cargill the fucking Royal Rumble. Imagine that. All three wound up on the apron. They went back and forth, really playing up the unpredictability. It was anybody's game here. Morgan and Bailey teamed up on Cargill. Cargill looked like she was about to jump out of her ring attire. Maybe we need to come up with a different design next time. She spent more time fixing herself so she didn't pop out of her ring attire than anything. Morgan and Bailey teamed up on Cargill before Morgan wound up eliminating her. Bailey then kicked Liv Morgan off the apron immediately to win the Women's Royal Rumble for 2024. Bailey gets a huge reaction, points at the sign. Bailey wins the Women's Royal Rumble and is going to WrestleMania to challenge either Rhea Ripley or EO Sky for the women's title. I thought this was, from 21 on, I thought this was a very good Royal Rumble. Before that, minus Naomi and minus Jordan Grace, this shit was a dud. An absolute dud. Now I saw some people saying online, this was the greatest women's Royal Rumble that they've done in seven years. In all seven years. How many How many of these, these things we've done? Seven of the women's Royal Rumbles? This was not the best women's Royal Rumble. It was not. But if you look at 21 on to 30, I would say that as far as what you looked at in regards to WWE star power, if you look at this Royal Rumble from a different set of eyes and look at the depth of the women's division, then yeah, WWE's 2024 Women's Royal Rumble probably ended up being the best because of the sheer talent that they had in the Royal Rumble where they didn't need to rely on ex-WWE stars, legends, or other bullshit to fill in some spots. They, minus Jordan Grace, they used a lot of in-house talent, mostly in-house talent. Bailey won. And she's most deserving. And we talk about Charlotte, overexposed. Talk about Becky, overexposed. Bianca has filled into that Sasha Banks role. She's kind of overexposed. And 
kind of flaring out as a baby face. Then we got Bailey, who's kind of been on the back burner for quite some time. Had a rough go, man. You know, Bailey was out for a long time. Comes back and she struggled to regain that heat. Before the injury, Bailey was as hot as they were as a heel. She was at the top of the women's game as far as her character work and the heat that she was generating on live TV. Damage control forms. It was ice cold. WWE switched it up a little bit. Bianca and Bailey was just dead, man. We, we've seen it how many weeks in a row? Bailey, Bianca, Bianca, damage control. It's like, oh my fucking God, man. Can we move on from this shit? WWE tweaked damage control. Dakota Kai, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, Bailey. They feel like a legit fucking group now. And now the story is, is Bailey going to challenge EO or is Bailey going to challenge Rhea? But finally, Bailey is getting her deserving moment in the sun. She's going to WrestleMania. And Bailey, no matter who she wrestles, should win the women's championship. Which I'm assuming at this point it's going to be EO. Because I think Rhea is going to have a date with Becky Lynch. At WrestleMania. I mean, that's just... Becky, I I thought Becky was going to win the Royal Rumble, especially after Damage Control won the tag team titles on Friday night from Caden Carter and Katana Chance. I thought they were going to pass on Bayley, and Bayley was going to have Damage Control kick her out of the group, and then she was going to find her way into a title match via the Elimination Chamber. That's the way I thought it was going to go. And I thought Becky was going to win the Royal Rumble, but Becky didn't win the Royal Rumble, but we all know WWE's headed towards Bianca, or uh, Becky rather, and Rhea. So Becky more than likely is going to win the Elimination Chamber to get a shot at Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley will probably defend that Women's Championship against Nia Jax in Perth at the Elimination Chamber. Beat her. Becky wins the Chamber. We get Becky and Rhea at WrestleMania. Bailey and Io at WrestleMania. Jade and Bianca at WrestleMania. Those will be your three women's matches in Philadelphia. My prediction. But up until Becky Lynch, this was not the best women's Royal Rumble of all time. This was one of the most boring women's Royal Rumbles of all time. But if you look at it from sheer star power from 21 on, based on sheer star power, present and future, WWE killed it in this Royal Rumble. Bailey wins most deserving. Fatal four-way, Roman Reigns, L.A. Knight, A.J. Styles, and Randy Orton. Undisputed, universal, heavyweight championship. Match went on second. Now, everybody was looking forward to, well, if this match opens or if this match closes, which one is WWE going to do? If it opened, nothing's going to happen. If it closes, we may see WWE throw up that trademark logo and then we hear the Rock's theme music go off, but we didn't get no Rock tonight. We didn't get no surprises. This match went on second, and I think we all knew exactly how this one was going to end up. I don't really think I paid that much attention to what was going on here. Clearly, I took my bullet points, but the match itself was very predictable. I don't think anybody really thought Roman Reigns was losing the championship here. 
especially in a match going on second. Never going to happen. So Randy Orton made his ring, uh, his ring entrance first. And then we get AJ, LA Knight, and Roman Reigns. LA Knight's ring entrance was sponsored by Slim Jim. There were Slim Jim logos all around the ringside area. Slim Jim backed out of the Royal Rumble sponsorship because Vince McMahon's allegations in the Wall Street Journal. Then Vince was removed on Friday night during SmackDown. He's no longer with the company. He's finished. Goodbye. Rotten hell. Drop dead. Then Slim Jim came back on because Vince wasn't there anymore. So clearly they're back on as a sponsor for WWE and they love their man LA Knight. Snap it through a Slim Jim. Ooh, yeah. LA Knight slammed Styles head against the announce table early on. Orton backdrop reigns onto the table. LA Knight responded by giving Styles a backdrop. They were going back and forth. LA Knight showing Randy Orton. Is that how you do it on the table? That's your spot. That's how you do it? Randy Orton said, no, nah, this is how you do it. And then he dropped LA Knight on the table. They all traded moves in the ring. When they all got back in there, Reigns wound up up top. Reigns, he was slowing the match down. He's around the ringside area. L.A. Knight threw some big fists at him. L.A. Knight was all over. Everyone hit a big leaping superplex on A.J. Styles. Knight hit Reigns with the BFT. Michael Cole went crazy for legitimately no reason. He thought Roman Reigns was going to be pinned by LA Knight after the BFT, but no, AJ Styles fell over him and broke the cover up out of one count. Styles fought back, hit Reigns with the Styles Clash. LA Knight broke up the cover. Orton gave Knight a draping DDT. Styles set up for the phenomenal forearm, but Randy Orton went right up to him at the ropes and brought him down with an RKO. Orton also RKO'd LA Knight. And one of the best RKOs you will see all year, mid-Superman punch, Randy Orton RKO'd Roman Reigns. Crowd went crazy. This was one of the best spots of the entire night. Gotta love Randy Orton. The crowd thought that this was the finish because Randy Orton delivered RKOs out of nowhere and nobody kicks out of the RKO. But when Randy Orton made the cover on Roman... One, two, we see somebody in a fucking hoodie pull the referee out, and it is Solo Sokoa. Here we go. Everybody moaned and groaned. Everybody's like, it's the same shit all over again. Here's the bloodline. Sokoa beat the shit out of everyone. The crowd booed. Solo stacked up Knight and Orton. For Reigns before leaving the ringside area. Sokoa then went up for a running hip attack on Styles, but Styles moved near the ringside barricade and he crashed through the ringside barricade, almost killing Samantha Irvin. Ridiculous. Reigns stood up in the ring, but Styles nailed him with a phenomenal forearm. Reigns wound up stacking up Orton on top of Knight, or Knight on top of Orton, I should say. Styles covered them, but they all kicked out. Styles grabbed the chair and attacked Roman Reigns and LA Knight. Chair's illegal here. Orton fought off Styles, but Reigns speared Orton out of the ring. Knight dropped Reigns and went for the BFT, but Reigns shoved him into the ropes as Styles was setting up for the phenomenal forearm. 
Styles came down nasty off the top rope. He fell off the top rope. Reigns set up for the spear on AJ Styles. One, two, three. And that was it for Roman Reigns. As I predicted, he pins AJ Styles. AJ Styles was the one that was going to take the pinfall here. There was nobody else that made sense. And Roman Reigns wins a very predictable match with the help of Solo Sokoa. And the crowd goes mild. Randy Orton was never winning the championship. Randy Orton was never winning the championship. It was never a possibility ever. L.A. Knight was never winning the championship. And AJ Styles was absolutely a zero chance of winning the championship. But WWE put them in this match instead, instead of putting them in the Royal Rumble, because they weren't going to win the Royal Rumble either. WWE figured we could make them look strong in the Rumble, or in this match, instead of them being in the Rumble. That's what their mentality was. Let's put them in a fatal four-way. We'll make them look stronger in this match with Roman than if they were in the Royal Rumble. We'll pin AJ because AJ's just the fall guy here. Couldn't pin LA Knight because LA Knight's hot. They want to keep him hot going into WrestleMania for whatever he does going into WrestleMania, which I think it will be LA Knight and Logan Paul. And Randy Orton, I'm assuming, is going to get Randy Orton and Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber. That's what I think we're getting. Or maybe we don't get that at all. And maybe they don't do Roman defending the title in Perth. I don't know. Other than that, I don't know what you do with Randy Orton in Elimination Chamber. I don't know. Cody's choosing Roman, no doubt about it. So the Elimination Chamber is going to be for the shot to wrestle Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw. So what do we do with Randy Orton? Does Randy Orton wrestle Solo Sokoa at Elimination Chamber? Does Roman not make it there? Does Randy wrestle Solo? Some people were saying Randy versus Solo is Randy's WrestleMania match. That is not a WrestleMania match for Randy Orton. That sounds awful. That's a television match. That's what you're going to do with Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Solo Sokoa? No. Talk about fucking boring. Nobody wants to see that, so stop. You don't want to see that. More like an Elimination Chamber match if Roman's not going to be on the show. This match was fun, I guess. I mean, it was entertaining. Spots were cool. But what do you want me to sit here and tell you? Roman Reigns wins another match via help of the bloodline, and it's about time we get Roman Reigns to drop that fucking title. We are well past our expiration date. This is like three-month-old milk. In this case, it's fucking 10-month-old milk in the refrigerator, in, in the refrigerator, past its expiration date. Because looking back at it, even though we all, even though we mostly wanted Cody to get some adversity, looking back at it, he should have won the fucking title last year. Now, but WWE wants to drag it out a little bit longer so that we get more days tacked on Roman Reigns. Now unimpressive reign. Title reign needs to fucking come to an end. It's the same shit every fucking pay-per-view he's on, same match he's in. And I spoke glowingly of Roman Reigns and his body of work and he everything he touches turns to gold. Right now, I don't feel that way. Not even fucking close. You just get a sense that it's the, the well is dry. 
the well is fucking bone dry right now. Nobody cares. More people want to see him lose than want to see him win. What are we doing? He retains the championship. Great. WrestleMania, Cody, Roman, finish the fucking story. Logan Paul. He went one-on-one with Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. I thought this was the best match of the entire show. Big fan of Logan Paul. Big fan of Kevin Owens, but a big fan of Logan Paul. Being that he's only done this a year and a half. Every time Logan Paul goes out there, I don't know how you guys feel about Logan Paul. I think the majority of us know that he's a damn good fucking, he's a damn good wrestler. He's a fucking great athlete. But every time he goes out there, man, it just feels like he's in a fucking war. He puts his body on the line. He doesn't go in there and half-ass it. He doesn't go in there and throw fluff around. No matter who it is, he's just great. He looks great here. Everybody coming out of the Crown Jewel show when he won the United States Championship from Rey Mysterio, a lot of people were disappointed with that match. I was, I was very disappointed with that match. I thought what Logan Paul did in that match against Rey Mysterio was fucking wildly disappointing. You would think with Rey Mysterio, now Rey Mysterio was injured. I don't think he was 100% going into that match. After that match, he went away for a little bit, got some surgery, and I'm surprised we didn't see him in the Royal Rumble. Now that I mention it, I thought Rey Mysterio was definitely going to be in the Royal Rumble tonight. But that match was a stinker. Nothing really impressive about that match. It was Logan Paul's worst match in WWE up until this point. This one blew that one out of the water. This match with KO uh, definitely got Logan Paul back on track. For sure. I enjoyed what these two guys did. And KO's great. KO's great. Owens was all over at Logan Paul early. German suplex. Logan Paul left the ring. For Owens could go for a cannonball in the corner. He rolled out of dodge. He's walking around ringside. Logan Paul tried to go after the arm, but Owens fought him off. Logan Paul eventually did a stomp on his hand and hit a dive. Logan Paul then on the outside repeatedly slammed Kevin Owens' hand against the ring post. He then hit a springboard crossbody and a standing shooting star press. Great stuff. Paul punches Owens' hand and hits a series of uppercuts. Paul went for a 619. Looked a little sloppy there on the 619. Owens ducked, hit a clothesline. Owens went for a senton, but Logan Paul got his knees up. Owens fought back with a neck breaker. Chops with his left hand because his right hand is injured. Consecutive cannonballs, a big frog splash. He goes for cover. He gets a two count. Owens went for a flying senton, but Logan Paul got his knees up. Paul went for the same one, and Owens dodged it. Logan Paul hit his variation of the buckshot lariat, and he hit a splash for a two count. The buckshot hit, the big splash off the top rope, looked like it was off the mark a little bit, but he's still connected. Owens super kicked Logan Paul. But Logan Paul hit the big right hand for a two count. I thought that was the end of the match. They talked about the titanium in his hand. And he knocked Kevin Owens out. He was motionless. I thought that was the end of the match. But Kevin Owens kicked out. Now, this this guy, I don't know who he is. Apparently, he's in Logan Paul's entourage. We've seen him in the last few matches that Logan Paul has had. We've seen him in his match with Ricochet. We've seen him in the match with Rey Mysterio. I don't know who this guy is. Apparently, he's a part of his entourage. He's a good buddy of his. 
This same guy that we've seen sporadically in Logan Paul's matches once again jumps the barricade, but the referee immediately saw him and tossed him out from the ringside area. Security showed up because he wouldn't leave. Logan Paul tried to use this distraction, but Logan Paul and Owens dropped each other with clotheslines into a double down. Austin Theory and Grayson Waller showed up, and one of them handed Paul brass knuckles, which I'm assuming this guy tried to do, but failed. Owens grabbed the brass knuckles and punched Logan Paul with them. Now, I thought this was it. I thought Kevin Owens was going to win the United States Championship. And we talked about this on the preview and prediction show that I did with Andrew Baydala earlier in the afternoon. He brought up the fact that a lot of people don't really expect Kevin Owens to win the United States Championship, but if you look at it through a different set of eyeglasses, Kevin Owens doesn't have anything to do at WrestleMania. What is he doing at WrestleMania? I don't know. He's got no clear direction going into WrestleMania. Maybe he wins the United States Championship, and Logan Paul, you can put him in a marquee match because he's Logan Paul. Does he need the United States title? No. So I thought this was it. But when Kevin Owens made the cover, he still had the brass knuckles on his hand. He hooked the leg, and the brass knuckles were, were still visibly on his hand. All of a sudden, the referee wants to be pro-referee out there. He sees the brass knucks on Kevin Owens' hand. He sees it. He immediately stops the count. He disqualifies Kevin Owens. The bell rings. And Logan Paul wins and retains the title by disqualification. Was Tampa Bay happy with this outcome? No. They were over the moon, ready to crown Kevin Owens the new United States champion. But for PLE, this match was very good. For PLE, this ending felt more like a SmackDown ending. I didn't really expect this feud to go any longer. And maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But right now, I'm very confused about where they're going here. Are we getting Logan Paul at the Elimination Chamber in Perth? I would say so. It's a 60,000-seat show, possibly. And Logan Paul being on that show just kind of fits the bill. Did they do this to set up another match? It's open to one. Does Kevin Owens get a rematch? I don't know. But they clearly did it to protect Kevin Owens. They did not want to give Kevin Owens a pinfall loss here. They did not. So they had him get disqualified. Logan Paul retains the championship. And it's now open for interpretation if we are getting a rematch at the Elimination Chamber. Again, I ask, what is Kevin Owens going to do going into WrestleMania? Do we get some sort of stipulation match, maybe a ladder match, maybe a cage match? I don't know. Again, it's open for interpretation. Logan Paul retains. Very good stuff. And if they do another match, I'm looking forward to it because what these two guys delivered each other, I thought they worked very well together. The men's Royal Rumble match. We are nearing the end here. I want to thank you guys for joining me at this late hour. We have 6,300 people inside the venue tonight. Thank you guys very much for joining me here on the Royal Rumble post show on Off the Scripts. 
I don't know who else is live at this hour. I doubt anybody is live at this hour. Solomon is live. That's great. I think he's the only one that is live with me right now. Everybody else is either sleeping or finished. But thank you guys very much. Appreciate you guys joining me and making us the number one destination for Royal Rumble post right here on YouTube. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes wins the men's Royal Rumble match. And again, just like the women's Royal Rumble match, there was no sense of urgency. It all came down to when Cody was out there, when Punk was out there, and when Gunther was out there. And that was it. That was it. Jay Uso entered number one. At least they got this right. Jay Uso's got one of the best, if not the best, entrance in WWE. So everybody doing the Uso in Tampa, 50,000, it's a great sight. What an unbelievable, energetic entrance does Jay Uso have. I love it. It makes him into a bigger star, that entrance. It makes him into a bigger star than I truly think he is. And it's all aesthetics. And he's got that. Jimmy Uso was number two. They got this right. But what WWE failed on, what they dropped the ball on, was building these two to potentially wrestle at WrestleMania. Because that's exactly where we all thought it was going. They didn't do anything outside of this to get these two built or give you any indication or tease or plant a seed that Jay Uso is going to be wrestling Jimmy Uso at WrestleMania. But the fact that they started number one and two was great. They got that right. They're in there throwing uh, bombs at each other, trading strikes back and forth. Jay got the better of the exchange. They were doing no yeets. No yeets. Jay goes up for a big Uso splash, but Jimmy got his knees up on the Uso splash. Grayson Waller enters number three. Grayson Waller cut a promo on the way out to the ring. Jay super kicked him off the apron. Nobody gave a fuck about Grayson Waller at all. Nobody gave a shit about what he said. Dead quiet on the mic when Grayson Waller was talking. So he jumps on the apron. He did not get in the ring at this point. Uso kicks him off the apron. He falls to the outside. He then gets into the ring. He kind of springboards himself into the ring and delivers that rolling uh, flatliner that he does. So he did that, and he double-teamed Jay with Jimmy in the corner. They were uh, two-on-one. Andrade entered number four. Andrade El Idolo. He's back in WWE. He got a mild reaction. I don't think people realized who he was. His name showed up on the screen. He came out wearing his lucha mask. He takes it off. He looks fantastic. I'm glad Andrade's back in WWE. And he's going to be not a game changer, but he's going to be a very welcome addition to whichever brand he ends up on. He's back home. He couldn't wait to get out of his AEW contract. They misused him unbelievably in AEW. So he's back. He got a decent reaction, but when he got in the ring, it definitely died down. Carmelo Hayes entered at number five. He looked pretty good pretty early. He quickly eliminated Grayson Waller. 
So Waller was the first man eliminated in the men's Royal Rumble. Shinsuke Nakamura comes in at number six. The crowd sang his song, but before they really got into singing it, the theme music ended and Nakamura hit the ring. McAfee was entertained by this. He's a big Nakamura guy. He was dancing around to, uh, to Shinsuke Nakamura, and Michael Cole was telling him, Pat, this is not the same Shinsuke Nakamura that you remember when you were last here. He's evil. He's different. That's great. He could hate everybody else, but he can't hate me, Pat McAfee says. Santos Escobar entered at number seven, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Santos is number seven. We got Andrade in the ring. I can't wait to see these two guys cross paths. Santos and Andrade, man, give it to me. Feed it to me. Inject it into my blood. He faced off with Andrade. I got, again, a mild pop. Two Lucha Libre legends here. Santos Escobar and Andrade El Idolo. Escobar was happy to see Andrade. They finally met face-to-face. He's slapping him on the chest. He puts his arm around him. Escobar assumed that they would be friends because they're both Lucha Libre. Andrade said, no, no, no. I'm here to win the Royal Rumble. I'm not here to be friends with you. Karrion Cross comes out at number eight. Not much happened with Cross out there. Dominic comes out at number nine. Crowd booed. Carlito comes in at number 10. He pulled an apple out of somewhere. I don't know where he got the apple from. Please don't tell me he pulled an apple out of his trunks. Please. Is that what he did? He pulled an apple out of his trunks and took a bite out of the apple. The apple came into play. It came into play by eliminating Santos Escobar. He took a bite out of the apple. He spat at Escobar and eliminated Santos Escobar. Why are we eliminating (laughs) Santos Escobar so quickly? Santos came out at number seven. By the time number 10 came out, he was gone. The Royal Rumble match is for someone like Santos Escobar. Bobby Lashley came out at number 11. Lashley comes in, he spears Nakamura, he spears Jimmy, and he spears Dominic. He also gave Andrade a spine buster before eliminating Carlito and Karrion Cross. AOP all of a sudden walks out because Bobby Lashley's in the ring and Lashley eliminated their leader. So, he's out there, or they're out there. Cross is out there. The final testament is out there. Bobby Lashley ends up on the apron. And Karrion Cross, who was already eliminated, yanked Bobby Lashley off the apron and eliminates Bobby Lashley. AOP, Akam, and Razor start brawling with Bobby Lashley. It's a three-on-one attack here. All of a sudden, the Street Profits come out. They run down the aisle. It's a big... Big faction warfare on the outside. Referees and officials, they're trying to break this thing up. And the crowd goes mild. The pride versus the final testament got zero reaction from Tampa Bay. I don't know what's in the water down in Clearwater, but clearly they need to inject it with something to get some fucking energy flowing down there. I know these two groups just formed. I know this faction warfare just started, but I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, give me something. We got Jessica Carr out there. They're ushering these guys to the back. Nobody gave a shit. Ice cold. Ice cold. 
At this point, Ludwig Kaiser was making his way out. They're all brawling past Kaiser. He's looking to avoid this mess. He comes walking out. He comes out of number 12. Austin Theory enters at number 13. Up until this point, minus Andrade's return, nothing happened. Up until this point, everything but Andrade returning to the company, this shit was fucking boring. Where's the excitement here? No sense of urgency, no excitement, formulaic, very middle of the road producing a Royal Rumble. Number 14, Finn Balor. He comes out there and goes right to assist Dominic Mysterio, eliminating Carmelo Hayes. So goodbye, Carmelo Hayes. He's another guy that should have got at least 30 minutes. Carmelo Hayes has been all over TV. He's bringing him up to SmackDown. He was on last night's show, Wrestling Austin Theory. Trick Williams was there saving him. Enters the Royal Rumble at number five, and then goodbye. Gone. Cody Rhodes comes in at number 15. The the fucking crowd finally wakes up. They get their, whoa! He waited long enough to get their, whoa. He's out there. Balor and Dom uh, go after him. Balor and Dom go after Cody. And by the time Cody got to the ring, we were ready for number 16. He eliminates Austin Theory. Goodbye, Austin Theory. Balor and Dominic go after Cody Rhodes. Out comes Bronson Reed, being that most of Cody's entrance took up the time slot. Bronson Reed comes in at number 16. He easily eliminated Andrade. I wonder if that's going to set up Andrade going to Raw. I don't know. I think Andrade would would best be suited for SmackDown with the Lucha Libre connection over there. Bronson Reed eliminates Andrade. I think Andrade should have lasted a lot longer in there, being that he returned. Naomi got the big return treatment. Andrade eliminated. I don't know why. Kofi Kingston comes in at number 17, and they mentioned that this was his 16th Royal Rumble match. Only behind Kane who has 18 appearances in the Royal Rumble. Kofi's going to break that record easy. Cody Rhodes eliminated Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura has not gotten the one-up on Cody Rhodes during their entire feud. This is why I stated all those weeks ago, if you wanted Nakamura to beat Cody Rhodes at least once, it wasn't going to harm Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes was always going to win the Royal Rumble. Nakamura could have gotten one win over Cody. Zero. Cody could have gotten his revenge by eliminating Nakamura like he did here in the Rumble. So Nakamura doesn't get a single slice of anything in the feud with Cody. Zero. It's great. Is anybody going to take Nakamura serious? No. So... Rhodes eliminated Nakamura. Kingston eliminated Kaiser. Kaiser's gotten the best of the New Day. Imperium's gotten the best of the New Day. So this was a little bit of revenge for the New Day here with Kingston eliminating Kaiser. Kingston's challenging Gunther on Monday for the Intercontinental title. He's not going to win nothing there. Gunther's not losing the title to Kofi Kingston. Gunther, speaking of Gunther. 
He answers at number 18. He was pissed at Ludwig Kaiser. Kaiser was on the outside. He was dejected. He walks by Kaiser. What happened? He takes off his belt. He gets in the ring. He starts doing exactly what I want Gunther to do. Destroy. So he chopped Kofi Kingston. He chopped Balor. He chopped Dom. He chopped Jimmy. I mean, these chops were fucking absolutely lethal chops by Gunther. Lethal. Jimmy was trying to be friends with every heel who was in the match at this point. He tried to buddy up to Gunther. Gunther was not having it. He chopped him down. Gunther and Rhodes then faced off until Kingston went after Gunther. Gunther easily eliminated Kofi Kingston, just like he will easily eliminate him on Monday. This was surprising because normally what WWE does with Kofi Kingston in the Royal Rumbles, they do some silly spot where he lands on an object and he tries to, you know, save himself from being eliminated. They didn't do none of that this year. Holy shit, man. You want to know how it's a different administration? Vince would have had this guy clowning around on the outside, clinging to the fucking barricade or fucking tippy-toeing on the steel steps or whatever the fucking case may be. Hovering on a skateboard. You want to know how it's a different administration? They didn't do the typical rumble Kofi spot where he tries to save himself. Goodbye. Get out of there. Gunther eliminates him. Back to the showers you go, Kofi. Ivar enters at number 19. Ivar, he gets in there. He starts throwing bombs at Gunther. Jimmy tried to be friends with Ivar, but Ivar took him out. Braun Breaker. Enters at number 20. Glad to see Braun Breaker enter the Royal Rumble. Braun Breaker's great. Watching Braun Breaker mature and get better in the ring over the last three years has been a joy to watch. The energy he brings, the intensity that he brings, this man needs to be on the main roster. Absolutely. He comes in at number 20. He speared Jimmy. He speared Balor. Clothesline Ivar, Breaker eliminated Jimmy and Finn Balor. Balor dumped so unceremonious in the Royal Rumble. Jimmy dumped unceremoniously in the Royal Rumble. Nothing to do with Jay Uso from the beginning stages of this match. Zero. No teas, no seeds planted, nothing. Breaker out there throwing people around. The way he spears people is absolutely fucking brutal. Love it. Breaker faced off with Gunther. Crowd was into it. Maybe he's one of the guys that we could start talking about against Gunther for the IC title. Maybe. I don't know. They got a little bit of a history. I think Gunther, while he was still in NXT before he made the jump to the main roster, I think they put Gunther in a match with Breaker on NXT television and Breaker went over when he was the champion. Kind of like a passing of the torch moment. Awful moment. That was like NXT 2.0 type bullshit. They've gotten a little bit better since then, but these guys have had a match in NXT before. This was before Gunther made the, uh, the jump to the main roster. So, Breaker speared Gunther. Crowd was into Braun Breaker, man. He was easily at this point. Braun Breaker, up until this point, was the best thing about this men's rumble. This was the most exciting thing in the entire Rumble. Up until this point, this had zero excitement. Zero. Omos! I didn't think we'd see Omos in the Royal Rumble. Omos entered number 21. 
I will not be doing my omas. It's too late. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. He eliminated Bronson Reed. Omas eliminated Bronson Reed. Braun Breaker dumped Ivar. Easy. He made Ivar look like a 200-pound cruiserweight in there. Dumped him over the top. All of a sudden, Pat McAfee's music hits, and he comes in at number 22. He acted surprised. He gets into the ring. He sees Omos and Braun Breaker staring at each other. Pat McAfee gets on the ring apron, and they start looking at Pat McAfee. He gets in the ring. He still sees them staring at him. He jumps over the top rope onto the apron, thinks about it, gets back in, looks at them again. They're still staring at him. Pat McAfee eliminated himself from the Royal Rumble and goes to sit right back over at commentary. I know you guys want me to praise the Royal Rumble. There's going to be some people that just can't stand the fact that some people criticize things that WWE does. I thought the Royal Rumble was fucking mid as fuck. I did. This spot reeked of Vince McMahon. Vince is gone. But that doesn't mean we need to see Vince-isms on WWE television. I thought gone are the days of bullshit like this. Now, I love Pat McAfee. But Pat McAfee's out there in a fucking black suit jacket, black t-shirt or black dress shirt, jeans and sneakers. He's dressed to do commentary. He wasn't in wrestling gear. Meanwhile, the buzzer goes off, his theme music hits, he gets in the ring, he doesn't get in the ring, he gets in the ring, and then he eliminates himself. WWE put Pat McAfee in the Royal Rumble to make a mockery of the Royal Rumble. You mean to tell me that spot couldn't go to somebody else? You mean to tell me that spot couldn't go to a Pete Dunne or a Tyler Bate or a Sheamus? Somebody. Von Wagner? Ilya Dragunov, Baron Corbin, somebody. No, you want Trick Williams, somebody. No, you want to take Pat McAfee and put him in the Royal Rumble only to eliminate himself. Fuck out of here, man. What is that? Wasn't entertaining. It wasn't, ha, 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 look, uh, look at that, it's funny. No, it's fucking stupid. It's a waste. Not to say that any of those guys that I mentioned were going to win. But why waste a spot when you can give spotlight to somebody else? Pat McAfee already has his spotlight on commentary. He got an entrance. Just fucking stupid, I just don't get it. Now, the reason why they did it was because Brock Lesnar was supposed to be in that spot. That was Brock Lesnar's number. Brock Lesnar was supposed to be in the Royal Rumble. But Brock Lesnar, being that he wants to ask a poor woman to urinate on film while calling her a bitch, he's not in the Royal Rumble. He got ousted in the Vince McMahon court documents that were leaked by the Wall Street Journal. Maybe instead of being a fucking perverted fuck... He could have been in the Royal Rumble. 
They gave his spot to Pat McAfee. They didn't know what to do with it, so they said, fuck it. Why not? Who gives a shit? Braun Breaker eliminated Omas, and Dominic eliminated Braun Breaker. Dominic Mysterio eliminated Braun Breaker of all the fucking people. At this point, I was I was basically done with the Royal Rumble. J.D. McNuggets comes out there, number 23. He's on his way out. R-Truth comes out at number 24. J.D. McDonough was on the outside. So R-Truth sees him on the outside. He rolls him back in the ring after he rolled out, only to get eliminated by Jey Uso. So he rolled out of the ring to take a breather. R-Truth sees him. He rolls him back in the ring when he wasn't ready to get back in there, and then he gets eliminated quickly by Jey Uso. So then R-Truth gets into the ring. He doesn't really get into the ring. He, he stands on the ring apron, and he thinks it's a tag team match. He's hyping up the crowd. This was the hottest the crowd was all night. All night for R-Truth. This was the hottest the crowd was for this entire men's Rumble match. R-Truth pretending it's a fucking tag team match. Reaching over the rope, asking for the hot tag to Dominic Mysterio. And you know what? Dominic plays along. He jumps and reaches for the tag like he's in a tag team match. Tags in R-Truth. Truth tried to run wild on Gunther, throwing shoulder tackles at him. He tried to do the John Cena, you can't see me, five moves of doom. He was big booted by Gunther, put a stop to him. Miz came out at number 25. He wound up working with R-Truth because they're this, this odd team, uh, this odd oddball tag team, Miz and R-Truth. Miz tried to eliminate Dominic, but Truth saved him. Dominic gave Miz a 619. Damian Priest comes out at number 26. Priest immediately punched Truth and eliminated him. Crowd booed. They didn't even play up the fact that our Truth would try, try and help Judgment Day and he would be the cause of Judgment Day getting eliminated. No, they just got Damian Priest out there. He immediately goes after our Truth, fucks him up, and eliminates him. No tension, no tease, no seeds planted, nothing. It's almost as if they threw their hands up and didn't give a shit about telling any additional stories in the Royal Rumble. He eliminates R-Truth. CM Punk comes out at number 27. He ran wild on everybody. He eliminated Dominic Mysterio. Ricochet. This was the first time we saw Ricochet. Comes out at number 28th in a very long time. Gunther eliminated Miz. Drew McIntyre comes out at number 29. Jay fired up, but was eliminated by Gunther. I wonder if they're going to tell that story. Gunther and Jay Uso for the IC title. Maybe. Jay Uso's wrestling Bronson Reed on Monday. I'm assuming he beats Bronson Reed and we get Jay Uso versus Gunther next for the IC title. Sami Zayn entered at number 30, which I was not surprised by. McIntyre eliminated Ricochet. Ricochet lasted, what, three minutes? Zayn gave McIntyre a halluva kick and eliminated Damian Priest. McIntyre then eliminated Sami Zayn. At this point, 
I mean, these rapid-fire eliminations, I mean, Sami Zayn getting eliminated so quickly at the number 30 position pissed me off. Ricochet in there getting eliminated quickly. Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso didn't have anything to do with each other outside of the first two, three minutes. This was just breaking down to the Cody and CM Punk show. They couldn't wait to get to the Cody and CM Punk stuff. McIntyre, Gunther, Punk, and Rhodes were the final four. Again, not shocking, not surprising. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns were shown from the press box, each in their own press box, watching who would win the Royal Rumble. Punk went for a GTS on McIntyre. McIntyre slipped out, hit a Glasgow kiss. McIntyre, Claymore kicked both Rhodes and Punk. Punk got McIntyre on his shoulders and unceremoniously threw Drew McIntyre over the top rope. No struggle at all. Imagine CM Punk eliminating Drew McIntyre to zero reaction. Such a weak, lukewarm reaction for someone like Punk eliminating such a huge threat in Drew McIntyre. Nothing. Wasn't impactful at all. Gunther's still in there, so now we got Gunther, Rhodes, and Punk. The three guys that we all talked about leading into this thing are the final three. Gunther powerbomb Punk. Before Rhodes eliminated Gunther in the same way he eliminated him last year. So now we're down to Rhodes and Punk. They tried to make this feel epic. They tried to really drag this out and make it unpredictable. But my God, man. I was hoping they didn't go with this. I was hoping that they didn't go with Punk and Rhodes. I get why WWE tried to do it. I get why they wanted to do these two as the final two. They wanted to make it unpredictable. Who's going to win? Is it going to be Punk? Is it going to be Cody? The fans aren't going to know. But we did know. We did know. And in that moment that we got these two guys in the ring, was it worth it for CM Punk to be booed? When everybody has welcomed him back to the WWE and is excited about his return and cheering for the second city savior to be back in the company? Was it worth CM Punk to get fucking lukewarm reactions and boos because he's in the ring with Cody Rhodes, who everybody thought was going to win the Royal Rumble anyway? I don't think it was worth it. I would have had Gunther eliminate Punk and Gunther and Cody go back at it again. Why not? Why not? At least at that point, you'd have a heel and a baby face. Or McIntyre and Rhodes. I would have McIntyre eliminate Punk. WWE really fucked this up, man. I, I, I am I, the more I the more I talk about it, the more I'm disappointed in the Royal Rumble. What did they do tonight? Honestly, what did they do tonight? They tried to make this feel epic. They tried to take it back to 2007 where it was Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker's the final two. It did not hit like The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. 
He had an exchange that Rhodes was getting the better of before Punk hit the triple German suplexes on Cody Rhodes. Rhodes came back with jabs and the bionic elbow. CM Punk tried to eliminate Rhodes, but Rhodes got back in. Rhodes came back and hit crossroads, finally. He was looking for that crossroads. Rhodes went to eliminate Punk, but Punk countered and hit a GTS. So both guys hit their finish. This led to another exchange when they got back up. Punk hit a pedigree. Zero reaction after Punk hit the pedigree. Punk went for another GTS. Rhodes countered and chucked Punk out of the ring over the top rope to win the Royal Rumble. I know. I know. I would have booked it completely different. I know. I know. You wanted Punk. I get it. You didn't want Cody. I understand. Unceremonious ending to the Royal Rumble match. Cody Rhodes wins. Crowd cheered for Cody. He points at the sign. And that was the way the pay-per-view went off the air. Obviously, we all knew it was going to come down to who it came down to. But it wasn't a good Royal Rumble. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It was not a good Royal Rumble. The women's Royal Rumble was better than the men's Royal Rumble. Both Royal Rumbles were very, very mid. Both Royal Rumbles were very, very safe. I think WWE dropped the ball on both this year. And they should be fucking ashamed of themselves. Honestly. I don't know what went wrong. I don't know why Tampa was as fucking lifeless as lifeless could be for such a big fucking event. Cody wins the Rumble. Bailey wins the Rumble. We got the winners correct. But my God, man, getting there felt like a fucking shore tonight. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. And if you don't agree with me, tough shit. Everybody wants to label me a Paul Levesque shill. He's riding Triple H's nutsack and all this other shit that I hear on a constant. For a Triple H Royal Rumble where he's fully in charge, I'm very disappointed. The energy was there coming in. The hype was there coming in. The end result did not deliver at all. Thank you guys very much for all your support. If you enjoyed today's Royal Rumble live stream, thank you for the 6,400 that have joined me tonight. Please hit that thumbs up. I really, really appreciate you guys joining me tonight. We need 85 more likes for 2,000 likes. If you guys can do that for me, I would really, really appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. There's plenty of it. I, I might be back with more content tomorrow. I don't know what's going to break. I don't know what's going to be in the news. If there is news, I'll get you guys something either early in the day or later on in the evening tomorrow night. Or tonight, I should say. It's Sunday. Go check out all the other content on the channel. There is absolutely mountains of content for you guys to get caught up on. If you're new around here, go check it out. If you're new around here, I appreciate it. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Let me know what you thought of the Royal Rumble in the comment section. 
And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. You guys are going to use that code SCRIPT20 at checkout. You guys are going to get 20% off and free shipping, courtesy of the podcast. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you guys go get yours today, man. It's the best Manscaped product in my honest and personal opinion. The Beard Hedger Pro is an electric shaver with no extra attachments, 20 built-in settings, the smoothest shave possible, waterproof, easy to clean, powerful, and it looks fucking great. I'm actually going to use it tomorrow. I got to trim the goatee. On top of that, you guys are going to get a beard brush, a beautiful pair of Manscaped scissors, some beard oil, some beard balm, the whole package, man. That's what comes in the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Love it. 20% off. Free shipping. Manscaped.com. Code SCRIPT20 at checkout. Go get yours today. And I want to thank them for being such a great friend right here on OTS. Super Chats. You guys absolutely murdered the Super Chats this weekend. I love your energy. Thank you guys for all of the excitement this weekend. Without you, the podcast is not where it is today. Wednesday Adams with a $300 Super Chat. Wednesday Adams, thank you. And Wednesday Adams is back. It's been one year since I was off because I was on rehab. I had health and anger problems when I was on rehab for a year. I've been pushing myself to get better. It paid off. Now I'm happier and healthier than ever before. Thank you guys for supporting me. And I want to thank my boyfriend for staying strong. Wednesday Adams, we are incredibly fortunate and happy that you are back in the OTS venue. Welcome back. Michael Krause with a $2 super chat. JD, thank you for everything. OTS for life, my friend. Michael, thank you for being here, brother. He also says for a $5 super chat. JD, I want to let you know everything you do for the OTS family helps change people's lives. Lots of people go through so much, but you're always here. Thank you. Cheers, Michael. Wednesday Adams with a 20, a 20, and a 5. Gotta love it. Thank you, Wednesday. My boyfriend just showed me on his laptop, his laptop, he booked two vacation holidays for us. On Valentine's Day, we're going to Dubai on first class for one month. And in June, we're going to California again, first class for one month. I'm so excited. I'm happy that Vince McMahon has been resigned. If I see him in real life with my father's mustache, JD, I will melt him like Sunday ice cream. And I just watched your Survivor Series review on 2023. You look good without the cap hat on. You look young. Wednesday, I appreciate that compliment, but no, I don't. I do not look good without the cap on. That's just my personal opinion. 
Thank you for the support, Wednesday Adams, and Dubai. Sounds like a decent vacation, if you ask me. Michael Krause, thank you, brother. Wednesday Adams, thank you very, very much. Phantom with a Canadian $100 super chat. He's excited about Bailey. He says, congratulations, Bailey. Yes. Michelle Moran with the $2 super chat. KO screwed KO, maybe. Paul KO rematch at WrestleMania. I don't know. What do we get LA Knight doing at WrestleMania then? Jamel Turney with a $5 super chat. Once again, another typical Roman match where he needs to drop these titles at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yes, he needs to drop these titles at WrestleMania. Beyond the script with a $5 super chat. Rumble was awesome. Hope to meet you Mania Weekend. I may be on site Mania Week. OTS for life. We'll see, man. We will see. Lauren with a $2 super chat. Best match, Fatal 4-Way. No. Best match, in my opinion, was Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. Platinum Matt with three months. Assuming Brock Lesnar is done with the WWE, what does Gunther do at WrestleMania now that he didn't win the Rumble? Uh, I rekindle the Chad Gable feud and do Gable versus Gunther at WrestleMania and have Gable go over. Or maybe we do Gable versus Braun Breaker after what we saw tonight. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Easy with 12 months. Gunther not winning was not good creative. The women's rumble was way better. Bailey definitely deserves her moment. Cody winning again was trash. I could see why people thought that. The rumble itself was trash. The rumble had no replay value whatsoever. It was a one and done rumble. I could tell you that much right now. Lauren with a $2 Super Jack. Cody, Roman, Punk, Rollins, Orton, Solo, Knight, Logan. Michelle with a $2 Super Jack. Right call with Cody winning and calling out Roman. Yes. We already knew that. I'm just glad that they solidified that immediately. King Jackson with a 199. Cody is the right guy. Punk maybe next year. Punk is going to win the chamber. Yes, sir. With a five. What does he got? I don't know what this is. A super chat of 55 TRY. I don't know what that is. What a waste of a win. It should have been Punk. Cody winning is forced and boring. He could have won at the chamber. The next John Cena, ladies and gentlemen. Two thumbs down. I'm sorry you feel that way, Yasser. Cody was the right guy for the job tonight. Dom Wapa with a 499. LFG. So happy that Cody and Bailey won the Rumble. Lack of surprises was a bummer, but Cody is going back to back. It made my night. Finish the story. OTS for life. He's going to finish it, brother. Hooligrim. I don't know why it says you're a new member, Hooligrim. I know you're not a new member. 
Christian Ladner with 17 months. Congrats to Bailey and Cody on winning their Rumbles. Felt the women's was better than the men's this year. Cargill showed up. Hashtag OTS for life. Also, TNA partnership? No, just a one-off. I can't see WWE doing anything TNA-related after this. Maybe next year's Rumble, who knows? TRY is Turkish Lira. Well, thank you for 55 in Turkish Lira, Yasser. Jamel Turney with a 199. Never watched a Jade match. I love what I saw. She's a beautiful woman, but green as grass. Christian Ladner with a $2 Super Chat. Thank you, Christian. Paul Van Tassel with a 50 in Super Chat. Thank you, Paul. Earlier tonight, during the women's Royal Rumble match, I got a text from my sisters saying that my dad had fallen at home and was taken to the emergency hospital. He's fine, but he will have to stay there till Monday. I'm going to see him tomorrow. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Paul. Hopefully all is well there, and hopefully your father gets better. James Ferguson with a new membership. James, what the fuck are you drinking tonight? James, the Jake Caleb show with 16 months. Boring. And Royal Rumble trended back-to-back. Agreed. DX Tricksters with 31 months. I get that Cody got this thing with finishing his story, but Punk should have won. Cody already won a Rumble match. I'd even take Gunther over Cody. You guys act like Punk is not going to be in the night one WrestleMania main event with Seth Rollins. He will get there. Michael Bellin with 25 months. Outside of the women's Rumble match, which Jade made a great debut in eliminating Nia Jax, the rest of the show was pretty mid. Hashtag OTS for life. Keep killing it, JD and Drew. Hashtag TNT. Thank you, Michael. JP, 40 months. Well, Cody gets a second chance to undo last year's mishap, though personally, I thought the women's Rumble was the better Rumble. OTS making it big in 2024. Thank you, JP. You know, a lot of people don't really understand that the decision to have Roman go over last year was a Vince McMahon decision. You won't hear that from anybody else. How do I know? Because look at what they did with Cody right after that. What'd they do with him? They put him in a few with Brock Lesnar. Whose idea was that? It wasn't Triple H, right? Triple H is going to finish the story this year. Like he should have did last year. But he wasn't allowed to. Black Wolf Inc. with a five in Super Chat. R-Truth was the unsung hero tonight. I never thought he would top this confusing rumble for money in the bank. But him reaching for the tag was LMAO. Yeah, I mean, they're booking R-Truth's comedy better than they're actually booking the Royal Rumble match. Noah with a 499. JD, big fan of your work, and I agree. For me, this men's rumble was just there. And what is WWE waiting for with Braun Breaker? I don't know. I have no idea. Braun Breaker is a fucking star in the making. 
Love it. M. James with a 10. Crowd was awful. They are the reason why the show felt flat. I think the show would have been far greater with a hot crowd and all the matches delivered. Maybe a hot take, but Cody winning isn't that bad to me. No, it's not bad. It makes sense. We need to finish the story. He was either winning this or the chamber. So get over it. All the people that don't want Cody. It's happening. Tonight was step one. Jay Nels with a five. Braun Breaker reminded me of an OG Jim the Anvil. The guy is built like a brick shithouse. Braun Breaker's great. Big fan of Braun Breaker. Noah also becomes a new member. Noah, thank you so much, brother. The Jay Kaleb Show with a $10 super chat. I don't know if it's because I'm watching so much AEW, New Japan, TNA, MLW. But tonight was missing that hard-hitting, fast, strong, intense action. I'll keep giving WWE a try. Always hopeful, but I need more. You are not the only one that feels that way, Jay. Something felt off tonight. Something felt off. Susan D'Ambrosio with a 27 months. JDU, Drew, and Jesse killed it this week. With your takes on the Vince situation and with the Royal Rumble, you think Becky will win the chamber? Yes, I do. Jorge with a 499. Crowd didn't live up. And the PLE was safe, but made sense. Right decisions were made. It was good. Also, WWE with WrestleMania laid it out with some of their roster tonight. Yeah. Yeah, Cody and Roman was laid out. I'm sure we'll get more things laid out on Monday. The Craig with 14 months. Cody winning. Guarantees us Cody and Roman and not The Rock at WrestleMania. I do think we see Rock at some point, but he's not going to be in the main event this year. It will be Roman and Cody. A flock of morons with a $100 super chat. Morons. Thank you for your generosity, brother. Cackling gleefully at the people that really thought it would be Rock and Roman at Mania. This is me laughing at you. Ha ha ha. Seriously, though, that women's rumble was pretty embarrassing with all the missed spots and angles. Right destination, terrible journey. Some people were quick to say that was the greatest women's Royal Rumble match of all time. I don't know what the fuck they were watching. Yeah, maybe after Becky came out, it started to really pick things up and really feel like a Royal Rumble. But before that, holy shit. Morons, thank you for your 100 in Super Chat. M. James with a five. Heard some booze for Punk in the Rumble. Maybe best to turn him heel, to be honest. And it's an easy story to tell. And his best work is as a heel anyway. I mean, this Rollins and Punk feud is going to be very interesting. Who's going to be the heel and who's going to be the babyface? Maybe neither. Marco with a 199. Cody wins again. Get your plungers ready. Yeah. But I've been telling you this has been coming for weeks now. I don't know what the fuck... Any of you are surprised at? Don't listen to me. I've been telling you for weeks, months, that it's coming. Come on now. The Traders Playbook with a 499. Bro, fuck Cody's story. WWE fucked me. Punk should have won. 
He's the bigger superstar, and they owed him. WWE screwed Punk. He's the top dog, not Cody. Can't be the top dog after you're missing for 10 years, bro. You just got here. Punk just got here. It's Cody's story to tell first, not Punk's. Dr. Evil Genius. I didn't think we'd see him in the Super Chats. Thank you and the OTS family for your support today. It's been rough, but OTS fam watching the Royal Rumble watch along together. Made it bearable. I'm going to need you guys. I, I was I didn't want to mention anything out of disrespect because it's not my business. But Dr. Evil Genius is not only my personal trainer for the last year and some odd months, but he's also a very good friend of mine and someone that I trust. His father passed away today. Or yesterday, this weekend. If you guys want to leave him some support in the live stream chat, I'd love to see all 5,000 of you here. Leave some prayer emojis in the chat for my guy, Dr. Real Virginius. King Jackson with a 499. Women's Rumble was better. Men's, ugh. Cargill had a great showing. Men's Rumble was missing something. The Final Four was boring. I'm tired of Drew. I'm not. Drew McIntyre's doing some of his best WWE work in the last few months. It's one of the best things about Monday night is Drew McIntyre. Michael Bellin with a $10 Super Chat. Hey, JD, just want to say, women's Rumble match, best match of the night. Jade made an impressive debut, eliminating Nia. Rest of the show was very mid. Hashtag OTS for life. Was nice to see Naomi return. Omega Kong with 24 months. He's got a golden microphone. Yes. Waited two years for this. Women's Rumble was better. Women's division finally looks promising. Thanks for everything, JD. OTS forever. Tooch. 1981 with a 999. No message. Tooch, thank you, man. Ravi loves wrestling. Hey, JD, I was there live, and I just have to say... Let you know that Liv coming out at number 30 definitely sucked the energy out of the crowd. Everybody was expecting Sasha or AJ Lee. We all just went, damn, Liv. I mean, that's WWE's fault. Otis, with 25 months, the women's rumble had me more intrigued than the men's rumble. Jade had a great showing, and Logan and KO was the best match of the night. OTS for life. Hooligram with 38 months. The build was better than the Rumble itself. Now we know two months early who wins Mania. And now I don't give a fuck. You smashed it this week. Proud of you. OTS for life. Hooligram, thank you, brother. West Coast Samoan becomes a new member. Thank you, brother. Reggie Smith with a 499. Someone asked Triple H about the lawsuit at the press conference, and he said he knew nothing about it. Good. 
Tooch with a 999. It wasn't a bad show, but it was pretty boring. Keep up the great shows and tell Cardi, how you doing? She's just roaming around. She don't want to fucking sleep. I don't know what the fuck her problem is. It's 2.30 in the morning. What the fuck do you want? Visionary with a new membership. Visionary. What are you drinking, brother? Wrestling shoot reports with a 199. Nick Houseman asked Cody about the Vince scandal. Well, Nick Houseman is a fucking retard. Fuck Nick Houseman. A bad seed called Sash. 18 months. Gunther should have won. Don Parker with a $10 super chat. So happy Vince is gone. This rumble wasn't bad, but too predictable and low energy. It was still better than what Vince would have given us. I'm not complaining now that he's gone. OTS and TNT for life. Thank you, Don. Ravi loves wrestling with a 999 and a 499. Another thing I have to say was the crowd was not dead. The rumble was dead. The men's completely disappointed. I'm legitimately upset. By that rumble, Omos, Ricochet, Sammy are not surprises and were trash. Another thing I have to say is that Pat's entry was disrespectful. I get the Brock last minute change, but for them to do that is just ridiculous. I don't know, man. I felt the same way about that. I mean, they had more than 48 hours to change Brock Lesnar's spot, and that's what they came up with. Jay and Joe's World with a 199. Is it me or did CM Punk look gassed? No, it's not you. CM Punk did look gassed. He's got two months to work on that cardio. Heisenberg with a $7 in Canadian. People are shitting on Triple H for not wanting to talk about the Vince stuff. He said he didn't read the documents. People don't realize lawyers exist. I don't know what you want Triple H to do. He can't talk about it. Elijah with a 999. Hunter's answering at the scrum about Vince was worse than TK. Ibu was heated. Can we all just celebrate that Vince is gone? And let the judicial system take care of Vince McMahon, please. I'm surprised they even allowed questions. I thought they were going to be screened beforehand. Don't ask about this, 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 and this. Keep it to the rumble only. If you want to shit on Triple H about something, how about this fucking piss poor show we got tonight? Daniel Mills with a 499. Roman Reigns and Royal Rumble was rushed, in my opinion. I was there. Kind of disappointing. Daniel, you're not the only one that feels that way, bro. You're not the only one that feels that way, man. Ravi loves wrestling with a $20 Super Chat. Main issue is I'm all for pushing the present and future, but every year fans just love the returns or surprises. I'm not asking for Okada to come out. 
or even just Wade Barrett or even Mr. Kennedy, the crowd would have lost it. Maybe next year. I don't know what you guys want me to tell you. Ravi with a 499. Lastly, JD, the men's rumble was just boring and stale. The final four was so quiet, it sounded like Rampage. Hunter needs to spice it up because this is two years. Cake with a $5 super chat. Bailey's revenge is going to be so good. Damage control is going to regret leaving her alone. Now they're going to do everything possible to be on her good side. It's going to be an interesting story to see how they weave Bailey into challenging EO for the title. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. Thank you, bro. At what point does WWE give up on Zaya, Candice, Tegan, and Indy? When they come out, you can hear a mouse fart. I feel bad for Candice. I don't know. They are suffering from the Vince McMahon effect because when Vince was in control, he did not feature them on TV. Michael Bertoni with a $5 super chat. Another great night, JD. Rumble could have been... Either way, Punk got the chamber in the bag. Also, all the Rock versus Roman marks are quiet now. I love it. Yeah. Francis Loop with a $5 super chat. Times two. Collision was on fire today. Two women's matches. Serena Deep made her in-ring return to the applause of the crowd. So she was a babyface. Serena said she is here to put wrestling back in AEW, and she put the women's division on notice. And that she's here to win championships. Yeah, also, give us a story. I'd love a story attached to that. Don Parker with a $5 super chat. R-Truth was money. Yes, he was. Probably the most entertaining part of the show. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. Question for the chat. Am I the only one who hates R-Truth's antics? Find him cringe and doesn't find him funny at all. I can't be the only one. You may be the only one, Solo. Francis Loop with a 10. Mariah May looked hot in her match. She looks hot all the time. Francis. And the steel cage match main event was awesome and very unpredictable. It broke down. No spoilers, so check it out. Oh, that's right. The Royal Rumble is on tonight. Liv Morgan returns, but more importantly, Serena Deeb made her return. Top to bottom, collision was hot. Great. Jose Perez with a 199. Jade versus Bianca. I like it. No title needed. OTS for life. Phil with a 999. Cody winning the Royal Rumble was the right call. People said that they aren't getting Rock versus Roman. I'm sorry, but I guess you'll have to wait till next year. Super happy for Bailey. She deserves this. Yeah. You're not getting Rock and Roman this year. Sorry. Vincent Tarantini with the 20 months. Wow. 20 months. Uh, 20 months. Since Cody won, does CM Punk win the chamber? JD now and forever. Number one. Yes. Cody wins the chamber. Uh, the Royal Rumble. Punk wins the chamber. Say jaw. Bailey is a true ring general. Watch this Royal Rumble and last year's. She kept everyone on track and was involved with everyone's spot. She's a beast. I love Bailey. Bailey is awesome. Gerald Davis with a $20 super chat. Hello, JD from Hawaii. I too watched the PLE, but look forward to your commentary afterwards. I agree. Triple H did open the forbidden door with Jordan Grace. I agree. Bianca and Jade is a dream match for WrestleMania, and Bianca is heel. 
Now I think Jade will be heel on that one. And shout out to you in Hawaii, man. Thank you for watching all the way from the beautiful island. Reese W. 499. JD, thoughts on the possibility of two triple threat matches for the women at Mania? Rhea versus Becky versus Liv. EO versus Bailey versus Dakota. No. Becky versus Rhea and EO versus Bailey. One on one. The Saved One with a new membership. Thank you, Saved One. Vinny with a 199. Cody is the perfect face of WWE. Punk looked awful. Punk did not look awful. I thought Punk looked great out there. Billy Sizane with 18 months. JD, great show. Jade killed it. Naomi was great. The crowd was weak. And CM Punk looked winded. Not good. OTS for life. Well, I mean, you try taking... Billy, this is not aimed towards you, by the way. For everybody claiming that Punk looked awful. Did you hear the chops that he was taking from Gunther? You would be winded, too. Stop. They sounded like fucking car crashes in the middle of Tropicana Field. Stop. Or who was it? McIntyre was throwing most of the chops. Did you hear them? Yeah, you would be winded too. Jason Lashley with $20. JD, your pal, fake Mega Man from Pokemon Go. Jason, what's up, brother? Been a bit. But the last few weeks, you've been masterful. Been following you for so long. Crazy to, to me to see how far you've grown. Never look back. Any chance you're in Toronto for money in the bank? I don't know, man. I, I want to. I want to. We'll see what happens, man. Pokemon Go's feeling a little dry, man. They gotta pick it up. Emerald Lord with 22 months. He says, whoa, OTS for life. Jason Lashley again with a 20 Super Jet. JD, to your point with Santos, I agree. I remember you recently saying that Santos felt cold, which I agree with. I thought the Rumble would be a great way to reignite him. Perhaps a final 10, final eight. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't. Santos lasted how long? Five minutes? Shit like that pisses me off, man. Shit, shit like that really pisses me off. Captain Solo with a $2 super chat. Who has the better spear, Roman or Braun Breaker? Braun Breaker, by far. Bradley Xavier. $2 Super Chat. WWE needs to stop wasting spots on teams and factions. Yeah. The Undertaker. 28 months. 28-0. Keep killing it, my man. OTS for life. Taker, thank you so much, brother. Tyler B. with 26 months. The Rumble was lame this year. Yes, it was. Hush with a 999. The Rumble is such in an odd spot. I like that Triple H focuses on his roster, but if it doesn't have that big return, it feels flat. If Punk returned tonight, people would have heralded it, heralded it as one of the best Rumbles. 
I mean, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. That's why I said we should hold them off for the Royal Rumble, but WWE wanted to get that in before the Monday Night Raw deal to Netflix, clearly. Amy Van Tassel with a $1 super chat. Amy, thank you. Master Lock with a five. JD, I've been watching you since 2017 daily. Number one in the business. Keep it up. Fuck the haters. Alex from Toronto, Canada. Alex, thank you, brother. Jason again. $2 super chat. Book Shinsuke for WrestleMania on D Spot. No Okada. Chris Elliott with a $4.99. Been a while since I sent a super chat. Keep up the great work, JD. So glad Vince. Satan McMahon is gone from WWE. Yes. Jericho, 8131 with a $10 super chat. Houseman, the clout chaser. And one other asked about Vince's lawsuit at the press conference. Triple H is on the fire on Twitter now because he said he didn't read the lawsuit. This is going on for a while. You know, a lot of people don't understand that Triple A has also wanted Vince gone. Don't you think that man is happy that Vince is gone? I think so. Golden Boy with 27 months. Man, it was such a snooze fest tonight. I know Cody's story, but can we get over with it already? I lost interest. Plus, back-to-back Rumble wins now. WrestleMania back-to-back main events? Yeah. It's coming, man. Metalhead for life, 25 months. So glad Bailey won. OTS forever. Thank you, Metalhead. Cake with a $2 super chat. Cody did an ode to the elite after he won. Not surprised. He did the same thing last year. Max Mello with a $4.99 and a $1.99. I want to assume changes were so last minute with allegations throwing them off. Plus, the plan leaks didn't help them either. Show was fun. That ended and dragged. The four-way couldn't been on TV. Watch parties fun. Lenny Brandenburg with a 199. Is Cody the face of the company after Mania? Cody's the face of the company right now. Phil with a 999. Jordan Grace should have been in there a bit longer, in my opinion. I wanted to see her do some more damage. Hopefully this isn't the last we've seen of her. She would fit greatly in WWE. She would fit greatly in WWE. Absolutely, Phil. Absolutely. The Bastard with a 199. JD, you're the GOAT. Next stop, the Elimination Chamber. Tom Wapo with a 199. People need to get off Triple H's back. Willie Teague with a 2. This show was really bad. George Gamer with a 999. Cody wins. Punk will enter the chamber. And Max Chains. Hey, JD, have you tried Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey? Have I tried Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, Max Chains? Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Yes, man, I have. 
Guys, thank you so much for all your support tonight, man. That was the uh, end of the line for the Super Chats. We hit 2,000 likes. We hit 6,500 people in here tonight. You guys are awesome. Love it. We are going to get some rest, man. Royal Rumble was mid. Very disappointed by tonight's Royal Rumble. Will you guys see me tomorrow? Probably. Probably. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys also go check out all of the other content on the channel. Plenty of it. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. And go check out Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Code script 20. Go get yourself a beautiful beard hedger pro kit. Shout out to my guy, Dr. Evil Genius, again. Thoughts and prayers are with him, his lovely ladies, and his entire family with the passing of his father today. And thank you guys for such an incredible weekend, man. I will see you guys back here with more off the script. I'll see you guys later.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.